Podcast. Here we go. Hello, hello, around the block and around the world. This is the Just My Type podcast where we discuss, debate, and deliberate all things diabetes representing type 2. My name is Dobie Maxwell, representing type 1, the vivacious, effervescent, <laughs> always in the know, Sammy Parker. And before we get to Sammy, in seconds, the Diabetes app sponsors this episode, a free social community app that brings together both type 1 and type 2 diabetics, plus their supporters. Find community resources, Sammy and I on the Diabetes app. And as an extra bonus, Sammy, we're going to be doing a live episode on St. Patrick's Day. You know when St. Patrick's Day is, don't you? March 17th. It's between your birthday and mine. It's the only place yes. you can hear it. Go to the app, hear our show. Are you feeling good today? Now, let's. how's the blood sugar? We asked that at the top of every episode because how Sammy goes is how the episode goes. If you're up, we're up. Blood sugar is great. But side note, on the live episode, it's going to be 6 p.m. Eastern. So mark it on your calendars now. 5 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. your time. We're worldwide. That's the thing. Everybody, what time is it? That's the whole thing. But uh, yeah, thank you for making that clear. Got to get those time zones in check. <laughs> But my blood sugar is good. So that means you're in a good mood today. Oh, heck yeah, I am. My blood sugar is 131. You're cruising. You're styling and profiling. Uh Well, today's episode, (laughs) we're going to be talking about uh, traveling and diabetes because things sound good in theory. Mm -hmm. Communism looks good on paper, but pulling it off in real life is a lot more glitches and twists and quirks and peccadilloes and obstacles and things that nobody expects. And diabetes could not be any different. You know, when you have to travel in today's world, I know COVID kind of slowed down a lot of people's travel, but still there are people that they have a job and a career where they, they have to travel at least a little bit. I did for all my adult life as a traveling comedian. I was gone 45 to 50 weeks a year. And whether it's airplanes, a lot. it is a lot. I just lived on the road. I can't believe I had a place, an apartment to pay rent to all that time, but mm-hmm. I did. And whether it's airplane travel, car travel, hitchhiking, transported by mothership, UFO, whatever it is, it, it messes up your lifestyle. They each change it too differently. Like a car ride is very different than going on an airplane because a car ride, your insulin could get hot in the sun. So then you have to make sure you have like little cooler packs, make sure the insulin stays room temp so it doesn't overheat. But then in an airplane, you know, there's just so many variables with traveling with diabetes. And I think that's the one thing that uh, travel is, is variables. I made a couple of a list of some things that not just the being away from home, but uh, you, you're, you're in a strange bed. So your sleep is messed up. I don't think people think about that. Yes. And if you don't sleep well, I think it could affect your blood sugar. And if you don't sleep well, you're cranky, you're crabby, you might not exercise, you might not eat well. It's a domino effect in a bad way. And then it's off the charts. Once you lost your groove, you're out of it, baby. It's gone. Exactly. I had, uh, honestly, it was, well, now looking back, it's not traumatic, but it was very traumatic. It was like right after I got diagnosed and Mm -hmm. I went to Mammoth. And my family always goes to Mammoth, which again is it's in between NorCal and SoCal. Now, for those that are, are not in California or in the U.S., what what exactly is it? Just so everybody's on the same page. It's a small little town, but it's a big ski and snowboarding town. Gotcha. Um, and right. so we were going up for New Year's, and my parents were already like apprehensive because I just got diagnosed. But yet, if we didn't go, you know, it'd be like. Well, now diabetes is hindering her life. But your sister would hate you. <laughs> yeah, so we couldn't let that happen. So we went. Well. You know, we're over there thinking, okay, I have a whole vial of insulin. Like, why would I need to bring a backup vial of insulin? We're only going for five days. I, like, got a new vial. It's completely filled. Everything else brought back up except for vials of insulin. So we got a dinner one night, and we went to this place that's called Tamarack Lodge. 
it's pretty back in the mountains. And we're sitting with our family friends at dinner and my mom and I were like going to the bathroom. And since I was using the syringe with the vial, it was like the whole process. And so my mom and I were like, we'll just go to the bathroom and do it because we were new to it still. So we go in the bathroom. My mom sets it down on this little like ledge and she like went to flip it over and to do it. And it dropped and cracked and splattered Ooh. all over the ground. Oh my gosh. And my, we both just looked at it like, what? Yikes. Uh, what just happened? Yeah. Because my mom was like, <gasps> and you know, as a parent, she just lost it and is like crying because she's like, oh yeah. Because like baby. I couldn't eat. Yeah. I like, couldn't eat because I didn't have any insulin. And you're 12. Yes. And at the time we were like very like worried, like, well, can she just eat still and not have the, like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. do I just let her eat and not have the insulin? Like, what do we do? So my mom's face, it was just like glass on the ground, insulin gone. We don't have a backup. So think the Lord that our family friends, the dad's dad is a doctor, not a diabetes doctor, but just a doctor. Sure. So he wrote in a prescription and my dad, superhero dad with his friend, they drove to whatever pharmacy was up there and got the vial of insulin and brought it back. Oh man. But like, it, I mean, it took 45 minutes and we're at the middle of dinner, but you have to like, imagine my mom's face. She's like, oh my God, I just shattered her only vial of insulin. And we didn't have backup. <laughs> and like, that was a very traumatic because it was like, I was just diagnosed mm-hmm. literally a week and a half before. And now we're in Mammoth, can't get a hold of our doctor, no insulin. I like had ordered food, you know, it was just like a hot mess, but it was like so traumatic. And it's like, those things happen more often than you think. Oh, absolutely. I think the big thing in any any travel situation is backup. I mean, as a comedian, I, I learned to travel with a backup microphone stand. People think it's equipment for, well, who thinks about that? But you get to the place, oh, oh, we don't have one of those. It's, yeah. it's part of the thing. But especially, I, I travel with a backup change of clothes. Uh-huh. Because how many times have I been on the way somewhere, you spill something on your shirt, you're on a plane somewhere. Yeah. So people, well, what do you have the backup for? And I've used it, I think, in all my years two or three times, but those are two or three times that it came in handy. It's got nothing to do with diabetes, but I think we can transfer it over to the diabetic experience. And what do you need? Is it insulin? Is it a finger pricker? As you say, you know, should you have a backup somewhere? Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, I agree. Like the thing about you saying even backup clothes, like honestly, it doesn't matter how far you're going. That's the thing. I went to a concert and this was my sophomore year in college and I went to this two friends concert, which is like, they play for anybody who knows they play these, they're called big booty remixes. And it's big like, booty remix is my yeah. middle name, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Toby. I'm a funky white boy. <laughs> I know what a big booty remix is. Yeah. Well, my blood sugar yes. is high. I am big booty and like a big dog. Big booty. <laughs> <laughs> and they, um, they're really fun and they are like lengthy and you can work out to them, but they're like all different. And so I go to the concert with my friends. I had a pump at the time, like an insulin pump. Yeah. And, you know, we have like two drinks before, but I'd like already checked, make sure I had all my backups, everything. Mm-hmm. We're having fun. We go and get to the concert. Well, now my pump starts to say reservoir malfunction and all of a sudden it would rewind. So like the insulin in the insulin pump would rewind and wasn't injecting into me. And I oh, was, wow. yeah. And I, you know, to me, I was thinking, okay, like I had every backup. I had, you know, like all the test strips backup, meter backup, glucose backup. But I was like, well, I'm not going very far. It's an hour away. I'm not going to bring a whole pump to change it at a concert. Like it's my pump's fine right now. Mm-hmm. So I get there and classically it's saying pump malfunction, reservoir failing. I'm like, wow, are you kidding me? Everybody else is like enjoying the concert, you know, in the front. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm over there literally had to walk to the very back of the concert. 
And I'm over there trying to take out the reservoir, put it back in to try to like trick the system because I like reboot it. Yeah. Cause I wasn't getting insulin. And I was like, is this a joke right now? Like one night I'm having fun and I can't even enjoy it because my pump is failing. Wow. And it was just one of those moments where you like, I was totally fine. But looking back at it, I'm like, that was honestly like something that I made it not a big deal, but it really was a big deal for myself. Well, I think there's a difference between inconvenience and danger of your health. Yeah. And it was honestly like both because the pump was malfunctioning. So that was an inconvenience in itself. Mm -hmm. And I'm at a concert. So I'm around crowded people and I'm just like, move out of my way. And then (laughs) I was like, gosh, like get out. And then I walked to the back and I just had to keep walking the back. And I finally was like, I'm just going to go sit in the lobby and wait for everybody to be done because I had to keep doing it in order to get even like a little bit of drips of insulin in. Mm-hmm. I had to keep replacing it. And I was like, I can't do this in a crowd. So I went and sat outside and just doing it over and over. I was trying to enjoy myself with the most optimistic and positive attitude, but like, it's so difficult. Well, you know? that was, it was an inconvenience that could have turned a lot worse. I mean, if you would have, like you said, if you would have stayed in there yeah. having your big booty remix, that would have been a bad, big, bad booty remix. They'd be dragging you out mm-hmm. feet first. That would not be cool. Yeah, no, it's true though. So like, that's an example that I know I was only an hour away, but I should have brought a backup pump. So I could have changed it. And I did it because I was saying it's fine. And I think it wouldn't be that hard. I think for diabetics, as you get farther along in your experience to develop that habit, totally. just, you know, back yourself up. So, I mean, you're entitled, everybody's entitled, go to a concert, have some fun, go out to eat, go to, you know, vacation, but just make sure that you aren't going to be left in the lurch. Exactly. Because yeah, the, the no. consequences are high. So it's not worth the risk not to do it. Exactly. Speaking of risk, that's why I'm actually taking an insulin injection right now. Okay. You guys will hear it. I'm shooting up live on Shooting up. How high are you, Sammy? All right. I'm not high, but I'm doing this thing called pre-bolus where you take your insulin before. And I know after this episode, I'm going to go eat because I'm hungry. So I'm realizing I should probably do it now. Now that's one of the things we have. Uh, we have some tips coming up a little bit later about the uh, how to prepare and, and travel. I think that's the thing. If you're prepared when you go, uh, I think you can be at much uh, less anxiety level because you, when something goes wrong, you got it covered. Oh yeah. But like I say, you're, you're far away from home now. I think uh, there's different kinds of travel too. There's recreational travel like you were doing with your family, and then there's business travel as well. So if you don't get a chance to eat dinner with your family, your family's still going to love you. Maybe, okay, you had to wait 45 minutes for your dad who saved the day wearing his cape, super dad. When I meet him, I'm going to shake his hand and say, you did a good job with (laughs) this kid. I'll meet your sister too, I'm sure. But I mean, business travel, there's not that cushion. You know what I'm saying? If I'm on the road as a comedian and I'm having a a low or a high or a big booty, something or other, Mm -hmm. I got to be funny. For that time. Nobody cares. I'm getting paid to be on stage yep. for 45 minutes at a particular time. I can't, you know, I can't go on 10 minutes later because my blood sugar's low. Uh-huh. I got to do it now, baby. So I have to prepare extra a lot. Oh yeah. Tell me, correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. I'm correcting like, you right now. I feel like in the Midwest, there's a lot of open areas there, not a whole lot of commercial development in certain areas. So I was thinking like, if you're on a road and you're like driving to like another city and you're in the middle of nowhere, you have to have backups, right? Well, I think everybody that lives on the coast, and if you're not in America, you should drive across America. I had a friend who's, uh, he's, he was, was Australian. He's still Australian now. Uh-huh. But a lot of Australian people- Oh, really? People, he didn't change? <laughs> no, he did not change anymore. And it's funny because his sister is two years older than he is. And uh, she sounds like, you know, Crocodile Dundee talks with the accent. I, I can't do an accent, but she does. And he's two years younger. He grew up partially in the States. So mm-hmm. he's got a, a Chicago accent. That's kind of funny how it works. But I, I guess a tradition with a lot of Australian people is they'll fly usually to Los Angeles or San Francisco, West Coast mm-hmm. in, in America. They'll buy a cheap car. 
They will drive it across the United States. And when they get to New York or East Coast, they will sell the car and fly home. It's cheaper to them than, than renting it. And I guess that's just a tradition that they do. But I guess and Australia apparently has a lot of open spaces, too. If we have any listeners in Australia, please let us know how it is over there. But I think yeah. they, they want to experience it. And I think anybody that grew up on, on the East Coast or West Coast in a, in a big city, they tend to think that's the only place that there exists. But go across uh, the states, even Canada, too. I've been across Canada many times, too. And there's, there's miles and miles of miles and miles, and there ain't mm-hmm. nothing else. You get take an exit, there's no services. You get off the highway, you might have to, you know, pee in the bushes or something, and then you get back on the highway. So that's it's a real experience to, to see how small you are in the universe. If you want to feel insignificant, drive across Wyoming or Kansas or Nebraska yeah. or Colorado or Utah or even in Los Angeles, Los Angeles to San Francisco. That's a pretty desolate drive. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing. And I think with traveling, like with diabetes too, it's not even just the travel. Like, yes, obviously backups are so important, but it's also even like the location you go to. Is it hot outside? Because if it's hot outside, you're going to sweat more. You're going to be in the sun. Sun can cause high blood sugars or low blood sugars, it can cause you to have to exert more. So you start to sweat, which then causes maybe your adhesive of your CGM to come off. And then you need another one. You need to make sure you have a backup or even like going into altitude. You could be going in the mountains like Mammoth, for example, has a high altitude. So your numbers could go high because they're stressed out. So for me, like when I was resistant at the time, my blood sugars went really high because I was in the altitude and my body was stressed out because I had less oxygen. So like you just have to be aware of so many different things and have backups. You might be using more needles if you have type 1 diabetes because you're eating more because you're on vacation. Like it's so many different things, but it's like nice to almost make a checklist that every time before you leave the house, you print it out, check it off, make sure you've got it all. And it's the thing, if you're just joining us, maybe you just were diagnosed and you're not used to getting in a routine and a habit yet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And if you get to travel, it's, it's just intimidating. You know, you're on a plane, you're in a car, you're all someone goes, what about tracking a doctor now? What if you need a doctor? What if you're so high or so low that you need mm-hmm. to, to find a doctor? How do you do that? Yeah. You Google it on your phone. I'm sure you could somewhere, but that place you were, if that pharmacy wouldn't have been there, what would you have done? Oh yeah. Like I, there's so many times that I've been in predicaments that I've called somebody I know because I'm like, I don't have something on me. Like I'm low and I don't have anything because I was stupid and was thinking I didn't need glucose tablets. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm going on a walk. I'm 250. It's going to come down and I'll be good. I end up going low. I have to call my parents or a friend to come bring me something sugary or pick me up. But if I didn't have that accessibility, it's like, okay, what do you do if you're by yourself and you don't have anybody around you? Or if you're in a random place and you don't know anybody? Well, my first thing would be to like call 911 or call emergency. Because at that point, it's either life or death, you know? Well, and worse yet, what about international travel? You're in another country and they don't speak your language, whatever that language is. Yeah. That's really tough. I'm sure it has happened. I'm sure it is. I'm sure there's a place in, in airports everywhere that somebody's in a diabetic situation quote unquote mm-hmm. and uh, you know what do you do or this person is from uzbekistan or paraguay or yeah. zimbabwe or oh my gosh what do we do i mean i studied abroad in switzerland in my after my first year of college in the summer and literally we had to tell the pharmacy because they wouldn't even give us enough for the amount i was going over like there for mm-hmm. and they were like well your next shipment doesn't come in until june and my mom's like okay well she's gonna be abroad like so i can't So we had to like file a thing to get extras because I took everything over there, Mm -hmm. literally everything. And I had so much stuff, but at the place I was living abroad because, you know, it's not easy. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to go to this pharmacy and pick up these insulin pens. 
it's so different. Well, here's the thing too. What about traveling with customs and they look in, the, in your package and they find needles? Oh, I first, I have gotten stopped. I actually don't that much anymore. And that's probably because of the familiarity now with it. But mm-hmm. in the beginning, they stopped me like a couple times with the syringes because those are like the big needles. And right. they were mm-hmm. like, they would take it out. And I was like, I'm diabetic. And they're so mean. They're like, ma'am, ma'am, we just need to check your back. I'm like, no, I'm diabetic. Ma'am, please stop. I'm like, oh my gosh, listen to me. I'm literally 12 years old. Do you really think I'm over here with my syringes using other, like what? <laughs> but like now they don't stop me. But even like, you have to be aware of if you can go through the metal detectors with your devices on. There's just so many different factors. Mm-hmm. There are different factors. It's funny. Here's a little tip from a professional comedian. Don't try to be funny when you're with the airport security. Because the first time I got diagnosed, I had my syringes with me, as you said, and they found them. And they just, they didn't say anything. They just looked at me like, busted. And I looked at them and I said with a straight face, I'm a manager of a rock band and my lead singer's on heroin. I'm his supplier. And I just kept a straight face and I looked at him to see what he would do. And it was about five seconds of the most awkward silence I've ever had in my entire life. No, you didn't. I did that. Yeah, that's one of the things where I, <laughs> I opened my big mouth and I thought it was funny. And I told them why not, that I could prove who I was. And I had actually some comedy CDs with me. And I said, look, I'm a comedian. Wait, that's really funny. Well, it's funny in retrospect, but that was the thickest five minutes of tension that I've ever experienced in my life. But I mean, I, I wasn't used to it. I mean, what am I going to do? I'm not going to smuggle drug needles through the... So I can't believe the guy that was at the airport security, he didn't say anything. He just looked. It was communication without speech. So I thought, well, I'll try for a joke here. You know, you take risks, but that's not the place to take risks. Not at all. Anyway, we've got some positive coming up. Uh, She is Sammy Parker. My name is Dobie Maxwell. This is a Just My Type podcast. We're going to pause for just a bit for these important messages. We will be right back. Stay with us. The Diabetes App is an online community platform that was created to help people living with diabetes find support and information in one spot. And on the Diabetes App, you can join groups and connect with other people all over the world who are also living with diabetes. I mean, for me, whenever I have a bad day, I find myself scrolling through the mental wellness group just to reassure myself that I'm not alone. The Diabetes App has a resource section where you can find articles, recipes, tips, and tricks for managing your diabetes. Download the Diabetes App today and connect with us right on the app. Diastrong is an online telehealth platform that connects you to medical and holistic professionals to help you manage your diabetes. Find registered dietitians, nutritionists, certified diabetes educators, and more without the hassle of having to go into a doctor's office. Wait, 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 wait. You mean a lazy bum like me can have appointments right from my computer? Sign me up. That's right, Doby. And this week, our listeners can use promo code JMT25 for 25% off their first visit. Yeah, don't try to cheat and go to JMT26 because you're not going to get 26. It's 25. Go to www.diastronghealth.com. That's www.diastronghealth.com. Back we are. She's Sammy Parker. I'm Dobie Maxwell. Uh, Sammy, let's turn this around. We try to be positive at the end of every episode. We have a segment today. Yeah. Uh, how about tips, travel tips for diabetics? You have some. I have some. Hopefully you listening will get something from one of us. Yes. Okay. Do you want to go first? I will go first. Yes. My tip number one is drink more water. They always tell you drink more water, but when you're on the road, like Sammy, you talked about this right before a break, uh-huh. that uh, what if you're in a place that's got a more humid climate, drier climate, whatever it is, you don't know, you're in a different place. Just be sure to drink more water no matter where you are because your body more balanced, it just it's going to lessen the chances with minimal effort. Yes. That's simple, but effective. Yes. All right. My first tip is always keep your insulin needles 
glucose, everything you need, like your whole extra supplies when you're traveling with you if you are on an airplane. So these are airplane tips. If you're on the airplane, always keep them on board with you. Don't check them because if your bag gets lost or it does not make it to the destination, then you are capital S screwed. So always put them on board. You're in the shiz. You're deep you in the shiz. You are deep in the shiz and shiz will hit the fan. Yeah. Now here's, have you ever had that happen to you? Lose your luggage? No. Because I always made that a thing that I always took it on board with me. See, you're very smart. I am an idiot. Even before diagnosis, I was working on cruise ships and I got my luggage lost three different times in three different places. And I was on a cruise ship performing comedy for an entire week. And every port that we stopped at, my luggage was one behind. So I didn't end up getting it until I got back to Chicago. So I had to go on stage with makeshift yeah. clothing. I had, I had one outfit on. So I had to wash that outfit every day. I had to wear a, a rented tuxedo one night, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to, well, it'll get here tomorrow. It'll get here tomorrow. And it didn't. I can't imagine having my, my diabetic supplies on there. I would have been dead. No, exactly. What's your tip number two? Tip number two is monitor your sleep. If you're on the road, you're always in a different bed. Uh, sometimes you don't get a regular schedule. And I think one thing that we're establishing, I'm noticing, is that diabetes, to manage it effectively, it is a routine. It is a habit. You exercise, yes. you eat well, you sleep well, you drink your water. And uh, monitoring sleep is an, an underrated I don't want to say tip. It's, it should be a habit, but you can if you're, if you're going somewhere. I don't know about you. I have to have a hard mattress. A lot of people like a soft mattress. You know, the beds in hotel rooms, they're all over the, all over the place. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, that's very true. So monitor your sleep and try to, you know, get, give yourself some time whenever possible. What's your second? I like that one. Okay, my second one. When you're on an airplane, you can go into the bathroom, and this is going to sound funny, but do 50 squats in the bathroom if your blood sugars are going high mm-hmm. because it'll get the insulin rolling and increase your insulin sensitivity. In the bathroom, just make sure you put seat covers down so that if your bum touches the seat, you're not grossed out. I don't think I could do 50 squats in the... If I was on crack. I believe in you. We're going to do them one time on a live here. And I'm going to be like, okay, down and up. Kind of like the pacer test. Wow. I don't know if I'd make double figures. Well, maybe we'll try it out our live episode on St. Patrick's Day on the diabetes app. If I go right to the hospital, you can uh, you can monitor <laughs> it on, on the... Tw- yes, on the TikTok. On the TikTok. You can do it on the, on the TikTok. As we say, is it my turn for three? Yes. Okay. When you're in restaurants and you will be when you're traveling, whether it's for business or for pleasure, ask for a diabetic friendly menu whenever possible. And I think some restaurants are more accommodating than others. If you're at a typical fast food place or just a cookie cutter diner, they might not have it for you. A lot of the chains do, some chains don't, but at least ask and let them know that you are trying to monitor that and get the word out. That's a little tip there I think would work. I like that one. That kind of goes with mine. My tip number three was asking on an airplane for extra water because obviously diabetics do require a little bit more water. So, and you can use the D card. Anytime you can use the D card is is a great opportunity. Always. Yep. Okay, tip number four to you. Tip number four, it's a little bit simple, but I think it's plan ahead whenever possible. And that's pretty general, but it's like, okay, I know I'm going to have a long meeting. I know I'm going to be doing something with my family, maybe climbing a mountain or something, maybe something that's not mm-hmm. uh, at Disneyland. And I think you should be, okay, I'm not going to be near my, so so maybe I should eat accordingly. So to try to estimate my blood sugar, but you try to plan ahead when possible. Because to me, I never planned ahead. I just didn't. It's like, okay, I got to be in Omaha in 12 hours. So how I get there is all over the board. And I really could have done that a lot better. And I think others do. It doesn't take a whole lot of planning, but it pays big dividends. Yep. Okay. Mine is walk up and down the aisles of the plane. 
So if your numbers are going high and the squats aren't working, then you just walk. And if they say, what are you doing? I'm diabetic. My blood sugar is going high and I need to walk. It works. Well, just don't go in the in the cockpit and talk to the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. You got any cookies up here? That's not a, a really good thing. To do. Yeah. Uh, my fifth tip is let others know. And this is kind of playing the D card in reverse because you let, look, I'm diabetic. I might be all over the board here. I might need to do this or that. And you know, they're going to say ignorant things. We have up yeah. other episodes about that. If you go back to justmytypepodcast.com, listen to some of our earlier episodes. We discussed that more in detail. Yes. If everybody in your group knows you're the diabetic, when something goes wrong, at least they'll, they're aware of it and they can hopefully uh, help you rather than stare at you and let you squirm, wiggle, or rot. Exactly. That's my, that's my five. What's your fifth one? Yes. Okay, my fifth one. I think this might be one of the most important. Ding, 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 listen. Okay, number five. If you're traveling across time zones, set an alarm for when to take your medication. Ah. Because the amount of times that I'm like doing math in my head on an airplane and a car ride because the time zone is changing, and now I'm late on my 24-hour insulin, and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, or if you're type two and you take like metformin or something, and you're like, now I'm late on that. Just set an alarm before you go. And then you don't have to worry about it because it'll automatically change over to the time zone. But other people hear the alarm. And say, what is that? It's time for my big booty bust out. What is that? Baby? Time for the big booty remix, big baby. Big booty remix, baby. Shake your <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, yes. this is about, once again, uh, our, our episode is, is landing the mothership here. We're running out of time. This is a blast. I, I love it. Hopefully uh, people listening can get as many tips. I'm learning something just by listening to you. You're smart. Same with you. I'm serious. I'm learning a lot, Toby. Sammy, before we end, uh, I think our question in the pod today is, I'll let you say it. What's your favorite place that you've traveled to? Now, I'm going to ask you this. What is your favorite place that you've traveled to? I think one of my favorite places, actually two of them, was Croatia and then Amsterdam. Wow. That's more exotic than I did. Yeah. Uh, my favorite place I ever went to <laughs> was the Mayan ruins in Mexico. I don't know if you've ever been there. Whoa. Chacapac, I don't even know the, the name of the town. I'm going to mangle it, but it's on the Gulf side of Mexico and they have pyramids and it's like a ruined society. So if you ever get to go on a cruise and check it out, it is absolutely fascinating. There are people here thousands of years before us and I wonder if any of them had diabetes. I don't know. Wow. That's really cool. I didn't see any ancient uh, diabetic syringes. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Where can you find us? Where can people find us, Sammy? So again, answer that question in the pod. What's your favorite place you visited? And you're going to rate, subscribe, share. Please answer it on our social media, which is on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at JustMyTypePod underscore Facebook at JustMyTypePod and our hashtag JustMyTypePod. But we want to hear from you guys. I know Dobie has a shout out as well. Yes, please reach out. And if you're listening, tell us what we can do better. Tell us what you like. I would like to say a special hello to Donna Lynn Erickson. She is in Alberta, Canada, a type 2 diabetic, a sweetheart of a person. She says, love, love, love the podcast. I'll keep listening. Yeah, so Donna. Three loves in one. Thank you, Donna. I love you. Oh, yeah. So before we go, uh, Sammy, put the cherry on the Sunday. Say la vie, baby. <laughs> this is the Just My Type podcast.